0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And joining me, as always, is Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital, Katie Atkinson. Hello, Katie. Hi, Keith. How's it
1: going? I'm great. I, you know... Had a had a pretty fun little weekend. What'd you do over your weekend? <laughs> uh, well, I was working, I suppose. Sure. Um, <laughs> I was at the Luke Bryan concert at Dodger Stadium. Well,
0: that's a nice way to spend your weekend.
1: Yes. Uh, he was the first ever country headliner at Dodger Stadium. And I got to talk to him backstage at Dodger Stadium.
0: And you also got an amazing picture of him on your Instagram, a couple I did. actually.
1: I feel like I need to say as a professional journalist that he was he instructed me to put my phone in selfie mode. Yeah, I and that. took my phone because I, I try not to ask for such things during do I. interviews. Yeah. Um but at the same time I'm not mad that he uh, you know went ahead and did that. <laughs> um
0: well you have a whole full story up on Billboard.com. Yes,
1: please check that out. The interview's up. Um and you know, if you're on my Twitter, you can see the insane perspective of of the concert that i had in the crystal clear photo of luke dancing above my head
0: he's if you if you um, do your thing like with your fingers where you pinch in like luke is literally looking at katie
1: he's saying oh hey uh you interviewed me just a few minutes ago so crazy <laughs> nice to see you again <laughs> well
0: as always the billboard pop shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on billboards weekly charts in addition you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news fun chart stats and stories new music and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop
1: today on the show we've got news about cardi b demi lovato drake abba tyga and Six 69 what a motley crew of folks there <laughs> you tell me what the common bond is mm. <laughs> in
0: just a few minutes we'll tell you Plus, we've got an interview with the rising singer-songwriter, Bozzy. The artist who recently hit number one on the Pop Songs Airplay chart with Mine called in from the road to chat about his smash single, his album Cosmic, how he's looking forward to touring with one of his inspirations, Justin Timberlake, uh, his thoughts on touring with Camila Cabello, and more. So stick around for that in just a bit.
1: But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. Now let's talk about some of the big headlines over on billboard.com. So let's talk about Cardi B now. All right, Cardi B. <laughs> Cardi B was set to join the final leg of Bruno Mars's 24K Magic Tour in September, but the rapper announced last week that she has to sit this one out. Mars will still hit the road as planned, starting September 7th in Denver, but as his finesse partner explained on Twitter, the tour was just too soon after giving birth to her baby Culture with Migos rapper Offset. Cardi tweeted, quote, As of today, I won't be joining Bruno on tour this fall. I thought that after giving birth to my daughter, that six weeks would be enough time for me to recover mentally and physically.
0: I know Katie would know. Is that enough time?
1: (sighs) I feel like I should take a pause and say, uh, first of all, it's probably never enough time, but like, I had three and a half months after having my baby, and that still didn't feel like enough time, so... Cardi should definitely take a little bit more than six weeks. Yeah. Girl, take your time. <laughs> Continuing her statement, I also thought that I'd be able to bring her with me on tour, but I think I underestimated this whole mommy thing. Mm. Not only am I just not ready physically, I'm not ready to leave my baby behind since the doctors explained it's not healthy for her to be on the road. I hope you guys understand that this decision has been the hardest to make, but I have to do what's best for myself and my baby. Thank you, Bruno, for being so supportive and understanding. And Bruno, of course, was supporting mm-hmm. supportive and understanding. He responded with his own tweet, um just saying that the most important thing is you and your family's health. I know the fans will understand. He also said that they would play uh, Bodak Yellow in her honor every night. Um So we'll have to stay tuned to see if he fills in with a different. I I was gonna act. say I'm like, are you
0: gonna get a different support
1: act? It's hard. I mean, like, it was almost a co-tour feeling, like, thing. You know what I mean? Like and they have Cardi, a song
0: together, and Cardi B have is a so big.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure a lot of people that bought tickets were... Expecting Cardi the package Bruno. deal. But it was always his tour. It was the 24-karat magic it tour. It was an extension of the tour. Yeah, so, um, you know, the Bruno fans still get the Bruno. So they just need, uh, need to see if we're going to put somebody else there in her hmm. place. That would be a good fit. You know, I was thinking about this last week. Um, he doesn't have exactly have like
0: a whole bunch of like...
1: He doesn't have a lot of other features. Because I was actually thinking like, obviously, he started his career as a songwriter. And so he was on like uh, that song with B.O.B. B., mm-hmm. and uh, and with Travi McCoy and with...
0: Oh, the billionaire song. And he like
1: wrote CeeLo, Forget You. And like, he, you know, there's he all these things. He was on
0: the Diplo Bubble Butt
1: song. Ah, that's Major Lazer, right? Major Lazer, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um but yeah,
0: he's not exactly like Bruno featuring someone on yeah, his Yeah, like tracks. there's not
1: a, there's not a perfect replacement that's like, no. you know, that would step in for Cardi. Cardi
0: is difficult to replace. Is
1: this is true, mm-hmm. irreplaceable. Um and after we recorded last week's podcast, we got some really sad news that I felt like we'd be remiss if we did not address. Um it was reported that Demi Lovato was hospitalized for an apparent overdose. According to new reports, um, as of Monday, the singer is still in the hospital nearly a week later. goodness. Yeah. Um, in positive news, though, Demi's fans have truly rallied around the pop star. They started the hashtag How Demi Has Helped Me um, on Twitter to share stories about how Lovato's candidness about her addiction struggles has gotten them through some hard times. One fan tweeted about all the Demi Lovato songs that specifically helped her, writing... In sixth grade, I struggled with anorexia and Demi's song, Believe in Me, saved me. In seventh grade, I had my suicide note written and struggled with self harm and skyscraper saved me. In ninth grade, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and warrior saved me. I will forever love her. So there's just some heavy, heavy reaction on Twitter. Um, Another group of fans uh, put on an impromptu concert in Atlantic City where Lovato was supposed to have performed on Thursday night before she had to cancel due to the hospitalization. In a Twitter video of the gathering, a dozen fans can be seen belting out the lyrics to Tell Me You Love Me for their idol, um, or in place of their idol. Has uh,
0: Demi or Demi's team, as of today, Monday, put out any
1: official statement the only word that we've gotten from demi's team was the day of the hospitalization they confirmed that she was okay awake and surrounded by family okay um we still ultimately don't really know we don't have any words from demi's mouth no comment no tweets no anything um uh which i'm sort of surprised a, a full week later but um obviously this is a super dire situation and i think they wanted to get word out that she's fine Right. Um, for those fans, but they probably don't want to delve too far into it and want to keep things as personal and private as possible. Oh, yeah. Just so much to think about. It's beyond heavy. But I have to say when the initial news came out, I'm just so like I'm just so glad that she's OK because we've had so many of these stories where you hear the first bit of news and then it turns even darker. Right. And so the fact that she is OK is like the the silver lining of everything. Yeah. Uh, Let's move on to happier things.
0: Yeah, I was like, I don't have a transition for that. Because chart, chat. Chart, for chat, chart chat. Time for chart chat. Time for chart chat. Well, the top of both the Billboard 200 albums chart and the Billboard Hot 100 songs charts look, well, a little familiar, uh, as Drake's Scorpion and its song In My Feelings hold atop the lists, respectively, for a fourth and third week. Elsewhere, on a very sleepy Billboard 200 chart, there's not a single debut in the top 10. What? Um, It's the first time we haven't had a debut in the top 10 since January. Wow. Um, The Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again soundtrack zooms from number 20 all the way to number 3 in its second week on the list. Uh, The album is basking in the glow of the movie's first week in movie theaters. The latest chart tracking week coincided with the... the movie's first week in theaters. Um so obviously that helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Over on the Billboard Hot One Hundred, As In My Feelings holds tight at number one, uh Rapper Six Nine debuts with his first top ten hit ever. As Fifi featuring Nicki Minaj bows at number four. It's also sorry, it's also it's also featuring Nicki Minaj and Murder Beats. Oh. Sorry, I had that wrong earlier. Um, well, Bowser number four and six uh, nine. You know the controversial rapper. You know previously peaked at number twelve with his debut chart hit Gummo uh, last December. Uh, the new song's strong start is supported by its robust streaming launch with forty five point seven million U.S. streams in the week ending July twenty sixth along with 24,000 downloads sold in the same period. And all those numbers are according to Nielsen Music.
1: You know, I kind of feel like with this one, I, I want a little more for Nicki Minaj. In what way? Just in the sense that, um, you know, it, this doesn't seem to showcase her uh, her talents and spotlight her as much as maybe we wanted. We, we talked about this, the fact that maybe it should even be a, a like a co-credit as opposed to a feature almost. I mean, she's the
0: star of the show on yeah. this track. Like wait, so Katie and I, she she uh, spits out you know um, music lingo because she actually knows music terminology. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the standard amount of time that a rapper will put in for a feature on a track?
1: Oh, you mean like bars? That's that what you're referring to? Like, is it usually eight? Yeah, like I think that they go in, in chunks of eight. Um, like typically like 16 would be a typical rap feature.
0: So like eight bars will be like maybe like 20 seconds and then 16 bars is like a 40 second feature? Think
1: about... Um, dynamite by tile Cruz. you know how it starts with Ludacris at the beginning Ludacris is the intro but then, then it comes, comes, comes back the again though it's like two separate eight bars there like oh. it's eight bar in the beginning and an eight bar like after the you know
0: nikki is just like strings of bars
1: yeah she's literally it's like a duet yeah yeah it's definitely like a duet him her and six nine and like you know you mentioned i think you referred to him as the controversial rapper yeah he has a lot of baggage he has um, a lot of
0: baggage and so it's like when you associate yourself with him You're kind of inviting that baggage to be sort of well are you help hoisting the baggage around
1: yeah to a certain degree but i mean that's his baggage so i don't blame nikki for that really but like you know and i i don't blame her for wanting to like hop on a hot Hot new artist song but like you know i just prefer i think i prefer my nikki with uh just you know by herself or with higher quality peers
0: (laughs) well you heard it here first sorry
1: six nine well also also,
0: okay (laughs) okay 6 9 clearly is never going to be on the show. Um, also on the Hot 100, we've got a new top 10 from Tyga. Uh, his song Taste featuring Offset rises 13 to 10 as its streams gained 4%, uh, jumping to 30.2 million for the week. Uh, the track, which is Tyga's third top 10 hit, is also up in radio airplay and song sales. This has become like actual, like legit, whoops. I I moved the microphone. This has actually become like a legit big hit. It's a great
1: song. Maybe Nicki Minaj should hop on it.
0: Well, there's already <laughs> someone else on it because uh, offset's, yeah, offset's on it. Offset's um, As for Offset, he earns his first solo <laughs> top 10. Uh, his group, Migos, uh, has notched four top 10s, while fellow Migos member Quavo has earned two solo top 10s. So
1: we're just waiting for the Takeoff top 10?
0: Where's Takeoff's top 10?
1: When does Takeoff take off?
0: We need that alliteration. <laughs> takeoff has already taken off. Yeah, he just Takeoff has, is
1: plenty fine. <laughs> he just needs to get his
0: own top 10. <laughs> yes. Well, now it's time for our interview with Bozzy. He called us up from the road shortly after he hit number one on the Pop Songs Airplay chart with his breakthrough hit, Mine. He's been a busy man this year, opening for Camila Cabello on her tour, playing his own shows and festivals through the summer, and soon he'll be opening for Justin Timberlake's tour over in Europe, starting on August 13th. In our conversation, uh, Bozzi talks about his success with Mine, his Cosmic album, which was released uh, not too long ago, actually, uh, his fondness for short songs, it'll make sense in the interview, Um, and how a seemingly, some might say, cosmic Connection (laughs) with Timberlake may have led to his hookup for the Pop Superstars tour. So here's our interview with Bozzy. Welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop podcast. Bozzy, how are you, sir?
2: I am good. Good to
0: be here, man. How are you? Uh, We are doing great. Um, Tell us where you're at. I know you already told us off line before we actually <laughs> properly started recording but where are you at right now
2: i actually if i'm being so honest with you i don't know i'm okay. on a tour bus somewhere somewhere 11 hours away from arizona <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's all i know In the life of a rock star you have no idea where you're at you're just somewhere on a on a tour bus half awake and you know that you have a sound check sometime later on today that's basically what's happening
2: <laughs> spot on
1: um, so you know it's been a really big few weeks for you congratulations on hitting number one on billboard's pop songs chart with mine has the the journey been like for you since you released that song last year
2: yeah i mean the journey has been been everything you know i mean about two years ago we, we you know, i set out and i said i wanted to just release music and you know i don't care how many people heard it at first and i just wanted to put records out and, um, I knew that you know. My, I have my iPhone background says if you build it, they'll come. You know, quality over quantity, and I and I really live by that. And I just kept putting music out, and you know, just like every other side, I put mine out, and mine starts to do something. You know, much different, and you know, kind of lift up all the other records, and um, kind of put like, so many people on the rest of my music. So it's been uh, such a beautiful ride so far.
0: Um, you know, mine has earned. Uh, more than 400 million on-demand streams in the U.S., according to Nielsen Music, and it's sold more than 300,000 downloads. Why do you think, you know, this song in particular has been embraced by fans in in such a really, really big way, especially through streaming? Because people have really connected with this song. Why do you think that is?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's always random. I think once a record, like, dives into this area of hit, it's obviously, is like, you know... It's listed, you know, much beyond belief and much past the other records because then it's put into the realm of like longevity. But um, I think it's always random and I think it's just like people just decide what they love and what they're into and, you know, as an artist, it's not your job to try and force that to happen, but to make good stuff that you're really into and um,
1: yeah. Um, you released your debut album, Cosmic, earlier this year, uh, which hit the top 20 on the Billboard 200. Was it always the goal to put out an album instead of just um, individual tracks or EPs, which is kind of the way some people are doing things these days?
2: Yeah, it's definitely an album. I mean, people kind of looks like Cosmic came out pretty quick, but I've been working on that album for, you know, two and a half, three years. Um, so the album is always definitely the goal because I think that albums are like chapters and bookmarks you know and after five or six of them you can always go back and go well what was this first you know and you can check it and it's cohesive and it's consistent and you can listen to it and you know i think an album really gives you gives you a chance to make people feel something i just think there's not enough quality now Just like if you were to tell me you know what did make you feel more a 20 minute you know netflix episode or a three-hour movie i'd definitely tell you you know, if I was, if it was a great theater movie, it was definitely that, that, you know, spiked my emotions. You know, I think an album is the same thing. You're given an opportunity to take people deeper than, than you can with one song or a couple
0: of records. Um, You know, you, you talked a, a little bit about sort of uh, the, I mean, in a, in a sort of oblique way, kind of like the length of something, you know, a TV episode versus a movie. And I, I noticed on the album how, um, all the songs, all 16 of the songs, they're all under three minutes apiece. And I was wondering if that was kind of intentional or if that was just how it worked out.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, it's unintentionally intentional. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think, I'm not like, oh, we can't make the song if it's over three minutes. But um, I make music how I want to hear it. You know, like, I personally don't listen to songs that are like, four minutes and 30, seconds like it's just too much for me, like, I, I love so much music that when I'm listening to other stuff, like, I listen to half of a song and skip through, um, so I just wanted to make something that you didn't have to do that, you know, and a lot of that comes to me just being like, I don't know why people, you know, put bridges in their songs just because it's, like, people, other people do it, you know, like, if I don't hear anything for a bridge, I'm not going to just make it because it's, like, structurally acceptable to have three hooks and a bridge, like, that just doesn't matter to me, so I just wanted to, you know, structure these songs, so I would want to hear them, and and not do them, because, you know, it's just the standard of what other people are doing, because that just doesn't really, really bother me.
0: That's super interesting, because, I mean, it's really kind of the way that a lot of people you know, consume music now, especially, like, you know, on YouTube, and SoundCloud, and and Spotify, there's a lot of just, like, if you don't catch them in, like, the first, like, 30 seconds, you're going to lose them real quick, and you know, I think you know. Maybe you would agree with this, but like the days of those kind of like epic, you know, seven-minute Guns and Roses Queen songs mm-hmm. are maybe maybe there isn't a lot of room for that these days. Do you, do you think that, or is or am well, I getting too crazy? I, no,
2: I, I no, I I don't think that. I think it's just when the quality is missing, no one's going to listen that far. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if, listen to what I'm saying. That if you made a seven-minute song that had people on their toes the entire time, and you didn't just repeat the hook six times in a seven minute song and you know if you kept it interesting and i if the quality was there like you know when it comes to music for me it's nothing that can exist and nothing that can't be possible because it's art and it's being created you know like who's to say that if i combined mine and beautiful in the same song and just made it you know one song that it still would be huge because it's like okay cool well sometimes we'll just skip the first one to get to the second um i just think there's no rules i think it's like you can do whatever you want which is why i was like i just want shorter song it's like i can you know
1: yeah you're throwing out the formula yeah we
0: got you um speaking of sort of you know doing things in a really unconventional way you know nearly three years ago you know you made news as the first artist to premiere a single on vine with bring you home and then and then mine gained popularity thanks to its use in a Snapchat lens filter. Um, you know, are you are you yourself always looking for new opportunities and, and ways to get your music to fans and you know, kind of like new media ways? You know, and also kind of like honestly, yeah, yeah,
2: not not really. Um, <laughs> You're like so no, actually, not really like at the, all. <laughs> yeah, I'm re- I'm really not. It's just like I- I'll explain to you exactly my my process. You know, releasing things. I mean, I guess that's not true. Like, if I, if, if you know, if it was like a key I'm not looking through ways on like social media to break music because I just feel like there's a, even if it's a long one, I just feel like there's a trend there and I just want to like separate myself from things that can be dated and, and timed, even though it's, you know, it's so cool to help with such a, a viral platform, is, you know, spread your music and spread your sound. I just don't want to like do like gimmicky type things to get that done. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I just want the longevity to be there and I feel like when you tie yourself up with trends it's like you leave when they leave so
0: um you know I I want to add something to that you know um I think you know what kind of like building upon what you were saying earlier about how there's like kind of like no rules in a way for for music anymore you know I think it's really hard for people in general to kind of there's not like one place to listen to music anymore like the way it used to be like maybe 20 years ago and so now there's so many different ways that people can listen to music. What is kinda of like the main way that you yourself find out about new music?
2: Yeah, well I do a lot of music hunting. I, I listen everywhere. Um you know, I it's going through the fresh and hot, you know, genre on SoundCloud and just listening through all the new artists or, uh, you know, just going through playlists on Spotify and Apple Music and um I like to listen to the chill hits playlist because there's always like some random ones in there that are always like on everything. There's always some random ones that are like super cool. Yeah. Um, but it's like, you know, I think we all know the best form of advertising is like from your friends, like word of mouth, you know, having a friend be like, yo, you got to hear this kid. Like, you know, people you respect telling you that something's amazing. You definitely have a different approach to listening to it. Um, but man, I'm always looking for new music. I'm always looking for stuff that I actually enjoy so amazing when I find music that I like
1: and I'm sure a lot of fans are discovering you um, through uh, your touring because you actually opened for uh, Camila Cabello. Now you're out right now on the road. And in August, you're going to be joining Justin Timberlake on the European leg of his Man of the Woods tour. Um, you know, what do you pick up when you're touring with these other artists? Um, do you, you know, try to like watch their sets or, or see how they, you know, how they operate on the road? And, and what have you learned um, from from touring with some other artists?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm always on record, on tour, just like looking at everything and just learning how it goes, and, and you know, trying to have a better understanding of it. So, especially getting to watch Justin Timberlake because he's always been one of my, you know, you know, one of my biggest inspirations. So getting to watch him will be really special too. Um, but you learn so, so much to see the kind-hearted person that she is, and you know, like it's good to treat everyone around you with the utmost respect, no matter like who it is. She definitely demonstrated that, you know, um, I mean, it's just so much just being able to be in front of that many people every night, you know, for the first time performing in almost like five years. I was on Camille's tour. Um, it was amazing to just learn again and to fall in love with it over again. And uh, yeah,
0: Did, I was I. Katie and I are both uh, jumping in trying to ask you a question at the same time. I'll I'll jump in and, and say I'll be definitive. Um, did you get time to like sort of spend time with Camila and and like chat just about music and, and kind of like just hang out? Or was it kind of like two ships passing in the night when you guys were on the road together?
2: Yeah, we got time to kick it. Um, but a lot of it was it was like a mix of both. A lot of it was like I was doing like, so much press, too. So I'd, I wouldn't even be able to catch her set a lot of the time. And I'd have to leave, like, right after, you know, um, to get into the next city. She's such a cool girl, honestly. And Yeah, I mean, when both of us get free time, we're definitely going to get back in the studio and work on some stuff. Ah, oh. so that
0: means there's a Camila Bazzi collaboration. That's, that's <laughs> what you're actually telling us, right? <laughs> there um, must be. See, when you laugh and just say there must be, that <laughs> means mm-hmm. there is, and it's going to come out in, like, a week, right? That's yes, no, yes, no? <laughs> Oh fine.
1: <laughs> I was wondering if you've had an opportunity to meet Justin Timberlake yet or if you're gonna be meeting him when you join him on tour.
2: So it's actually crazy. Um I went to the Bahamas with some friends and this is about like three or four weeks ago. Um, maybe five weeks ago actually. So one night we went and got dinner at this like very, very like low key restaurant that's like on the water and there were literally like two groups of people there. It was me, my girl, my sister, and one of my friends named Sam, and then right next to us is um, and I didn't, we didn't say anything to each other. We both just, like, carried on with our meals and ate our food. And then two or three days later, he asked me to uh, open up for his tour.
1: Whoa. Wow.
0: Well, yeah. one, one, I have to say hilariously, um, and people will know this already, you've occasionally cut out in this interview for, like, three seconds, and you cut out when I'm assuming you said the words, Justin Timberlake was sitting next to you. <laughs>
2: Oh, you guys missed the part where I said Justin Timberlake was actually Yeah, we might need you to tell that story a third (laughs) time. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You just got to edit it in. Yeah. Justin Timberlake. It's fine. I
0: mean, people know it's Justin Timberlake now. We don't don't need to go back and have you tell the story yet again. So what did you like? So when you were there at dinner, did you actually like have a conversation with him and be like, yo, what's up? I love you. How are you? Nothing.
2: Nothing. Not a single word. Not one word to each other. Um, we both just ate our food and just. Like, I didn't want to bother him. He's with his, he's with his wife, and they look like they're on vacation. I definitely was not going to walk up and, you know, mess with their vibe. But previously to that, we had absolutely no correlation, connection, or anything. It's like um, the
1: universe brought you together, and now you'll be able to tell him that story in Europe.
2: Yeah, I know. I, I wonder if he's like going to be like, I know, I knew that was you, or whatever it is. That yeah, I know, I'm, I'm looking forward. To
0: he's like, you. Yeah, I remember seeing you next to me at this like resort, <laughs> and I really liked that tropical drink yeah. you ordered, and I knew that you were the one <laughs> to open for me on my tour. Exactly. That's exactly
2: how
0: it happened. I mean, it sounds like a silly question, but like, what are like, say, one or two of your favorite JT songs?
2: Uh, Crimea River might definitely be number one. Wow, I don't know. I just love Crimea River, and then the music video was like fucking ridiculous. Kate, um, Katie is
0: a huge Justin fan, then, so she's nodding her head
1: vigorously on this. Yeah, end. that's a great choice.
2: Yeah, it is. And then the one, uh, Five Seconds to Save the World. I like. I've always. Like the, I don't even know that's the title of it. That is called. It's um, called Four I, Seconds, Sir, and it features four Madonna. Minutes, four four minutes. <laughs> and I, then four I seconds. fuck it up. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Jesus. It's, it's I've a, always loved that one just because it was so like left field, and he just yeah. like there was like nothing in the world that sounded like that. And I just respect innovation and people who come in and just do shit that's like so different than everybody else succeed. Um, so I, I really like that one too.
0: And also, Madonna's on it, so you know that helps too.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little plus, a little better.
0: Also, it's just it's just stupid that I, who am a huge Madonna fan, like screws up the name of the title <laughs> as I try to correct you. So that's just stupid. Um, well, uh, sort of the kind of like the last one of the last questions we want to ask you. You know, you, you know, you've blown up really big. You know, kind of relatively quickly in, a, in, like, a big way in the past year, though you've been percolating, obviously, for a number of years. But, you know, things have really changed in the past year for you. You know, what's been, like, a really, like, challenging thing that you've had to deal with, you know, in the past year or so? Um, and and what have you kind of learned from that challenge? I know that sounds like a big question, but, you know, I mean... Yeah, it, no, that's a great question.
2: Yeah. Um, I think it's definitely been um, just learning to... to Still, you know, be the same kid I was before all this happened. In the sense of where I put my self-validity, because um, I think once you start having people with so many opinions on what you're doing, you, know, you have all these fans and all these listeners. You just naturally you find yourself starting to put validation and um, your self-existence in the people and in in their in their excitement for you and in their and that's just a, a toxic thing to do. You know, because I can never feel those people's emotions and I can only feel mine. And, you know, your your self-exception should exist solely inside of you with with no opinion other than your own. And um, I think that's been a, a big lesson for me to learn, not a lesson I'm still learning for sure.
0: Well, you know, it's been great talking to you, sir. And um, I'm glad that we can, uh, you know, chat for a little bit on your tour bus in the middle of you literally don't know where you're at. <laughs> <laughs> Ho- hope- hopefully you'll have clarity on that when you roll up to the venue yeah. in a couple hours. Um, yeah, me too. Me but too. Uh, m- much success to you on the road for the rest of this year. So I know you got a, a ton of dates, and uh, congratulations again on all the success with Mine and your album. And we look forward to hearing more music from you and seeing more music videos and just seeing more of you uh, in the future. So uh, thank you again.
2: Amazing, man. Thank you guys so much.
0: Thanks again to Bozzy for taking the time to call us up and chat. Uh, Sorry, we woke you. Um, (laughs) His solo tour wraps up on August 9th, but you can catch him at least for now. He could add more dates later. But you can catch him playing both the Life is Beautiful and iHeartRadio Music Festival in September and the Austin City Limits Festival in October. And of course, he'll open for Timberlake during a string of dates in August in Europe.
1: Gives me an idea for a new pop shop feature called Wake Up Call, where (gasps) we... We uh, spring interviews on, on unsuspecting famous people just as they're waking in their trailers. It's like, this is going to be the
0: best interview. <laughs> like, you're, you don't even know where you're at right now, quite literally. <laughs> no, that was kind of funny. Um, and now, it's time for the Chart Stat of the Week.
1: It's been a hard day night, and I've been working like a dog. This
0: week in 1964, the Beatles, A Hard Day's Night, which you just heard, hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, one of a record 12, 12, 20, number ones. try 20. Try 20, Keith. 20 number ones for the Fab Four. On the chart dated August 1st, 1964. The track, which was the group's fifth number one at the time, climbed two to one in its third week on the list and stayed atop the chart for two weeks. With the Hot 100 celebrating its 60th anniversary on August 4th, we thought it'd be fun to simply highlight the act with the most number ones in the chart's history. Amazingly, the group logged all 20 of their number ones in a really short span of time. Their first was on February 1st, 1964 with I Want to Hold Your Hand, and their last came on June 13th, 1970 with The Long and Winding Road. I'll say that one more time with The Long and Winding Road. I was saying everything so slowly to make sure I said it just right, and I still, like, turned into a frog with The Long and Winding <laughs> Road. Um that is kind of crazy how they had so much success in such a short time. It's not like this is a new concept, obviously. But
1: well, I always I always think of them as like the '60s band, and real and like know that like Let It Be came out in 1970, the album. And but then I, I forget that like their first wasn't until, until 1964. 64. So in actuality, like it's not really a decade; it's six years. That's wild.
0: Yeah, so it's like sixty-five, it's to like to verging six, on 70 seven years, It's just like a little over six years. Yeah, like. In just a little over, like, 6 years span of time, they had 20 number ones, all the success, and then they were done. Yep. Done, out the door, boom. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and now we're going to get a new Paul McCartney album here in yeah. a
1: couple months. Yeah, I actually love... I Paul McCartney has had some really good solo albums. I finally watched that, um, the... A karaoke uh carpool oh with Paul McCartney. it's so charming that was so great dude he like i mean he committed like that was that like was a, a day shoot day long you know full liverpool full like performance full everything yeah
0: um it's walk down memory lane it's absolutely different from any carpool karaoke oh, yeah. that james Corden has done because i was just like oh i don't know i don't watch another one how like, about
1: when when james says like oh like my grandpa down. and oh, he's like he's you, here oh. oh it's
0: just I mean, Tears. it's just, and there's a pause. Yep. And you like, it's it's sinking in, and it's like, oh.
1: Like, that was such a gift Paul McCartney gave to James Corden on all levels, but like that, especially that moment.
0: Yeah. Well, go, clearly, you have to go watch the carpool karaoke.
1: Now. <laughs> yes, if you have notes. um
0: So there you have it. This week, back in 1964, the act with the most number ones in the history of the Hot 100, the Beatles, topped the list with A Hard Day's
1: Night. Hey. So now we need to get paul mccartney on the pop shop <laughs> i'm gonna aim high i mean
0: stranger stranger things.
1: things have happened i mean we have had some legends on the show you spoke with james taylor there's people who are on the sh- who have been on the show stevie nicks i think james taylor well we've had johnny Matthews. you had share uh share was not on the podcast oh that was an interview you did for dot com
0: yeah mm. but yeah i'm trying. i was trying to think is there anyone that beats the vintage of james taylor there's James Taylor and uh, Daryl Hall, Johnny Johnny Mathis. <laughs> um, not really, but yeah, you know.
1: No. Well, if we get offered, if
0: Paul, yeah, Paul, if you're, if listening. you're listening, Paul's team. <laughs> if you're listening, Paul, Paul can co-host.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: We 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 will defer to him. I mean, if I mean, is there anything we can offer? We we've got some amazing water here that we can give ah. you. Okay, maybe not. Okay. Any any parting words aside from all those words we just said?
1: Oh man! Oh, can we can we play a fun Luke Bryan track to go out?
0: Oh yeah, sure. We can ice, we can book in the show. We started off talking about your 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 evening with Luke Bryan, uh, now we can go out with a song from Luke.
1: It feels like play it again would be a good one.
0: I think you actually mentioned that in your story, don't you? Love that song. Sounds good to me. Maybe
2: Bye. Seen her light up. She was like, oh my God, this is my song. We've been listening to the radio all night.